Good morning, good morning. In today's podcast episode, I've got special guest Dean Van Dyke. Dean is the founder of the Pillars Group, is a certified business coach and consultant, sought-after speaker and trainer, and a contributing author to the six-figure Coach Magazine. For more than 25 years, Dean has been inspiring, motivating, and equipping others to live out their dreams. A person of strong faith, Dean has devoted himself to developing and strengthening the personal and professional growth of others through business coaching, training, speaking engagements, and most importantly, serving others. Dean has led companies through inventory optimization, achieving reduced on-hand products from $20 million to $1.5 million in four months. Dean has transformed a fiscally distressed business to profitability by doubling revenue from $1 million to $2 million in just six short months. In this episode, we dive into the edge of a connected family. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Dean Van Dyke on the show. Dean, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. That intro is epic, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I love it. It gets me fired up, excited, you know, energized every, uh, every time I go through it. So, so greatly appreciate that. So let's dive right into your hidden edge. I would love to hear what it is. And then a little backstory, kind of evolution, how you figured it out how it's it's given you fuel and and really you know propelled you in life well so the the key you know to the hidden edge and i hope i can do this without breaking down um you know i showed you a pre-show uh, a card i got on my birthday from my boys and, and i got one from my bride maria as well and um and it's been a journey uh, but really the family my family's the hidden edge um uh, and it, it's not so much the cards, it's what they actually wrote inside, which I wasn't prepared for. Uh, you know, you're thinking you get a birthday card and and it, in, typically in there, it's just happy birthday, dad, or something like that. But my, but my sons literally wrote paragraphs in the card itself and it didn't hit me. I mean, I thanked them for it. And, you know, I, I sent text messages to my son who's uh, stationed at Fort Irwin and my other two sons are home so I could thank them personally. And, but I was in the, I was in the gym, uh, our home gym on Saturday afternoon and, and it, I got done and, uh, it hit me, you know, the time they took to write that, the, and so I, 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 I created a video of which I was crying by the end of it. Um, uh, and, uh, sent that to them because it just, I wanted them to know that, it was truly heartfelt and uh and you know i've been called an <clears throat> i've been called an m&m uh hard on the outside and soft on the inside and uh i never i of course maria will kid me with that all the time but uh that's really what drives me forward that's really what fuels what i do and uh you know you know i read a lot of things out there and, and even my my own family right mm -hmm. um 
you know, having a close relationship with my sons, um, is just absolutely amazing. And, uh, it's one of the things where, um, you know, Maria said this morning, we were looking through some pictures she had made and, uh, she goes, we are truly blessed. And, and I said, we are, we, I mean, we're, we're, we're blessed beyond measure. And, uh, I love seeing their faces every day. Well, I can't, well, you know, uh, I'll tell you, I Snapchat with my 70 some year old brother every day and, uh, I love doing it. Uh, and, uh, I do that with my, with my sons as well. So, you know, it's, it's all about family for me. I've got pictures of my family all over the house. Uh, and, uh, so that's what it is, brother. That's the that's the the hidden edge. And just to give some context, how old are your 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 three boys? Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a test today. Let's see if <laughs> I can get this right here. Uh, so they'll all. So I'm going to give the ages they're turning this year because that's okay. easy math. Thirty four. Yep. Uh, John. So Michael's thirty four. Jonathan will be. Uh, Jonathan will be. Oh, 27 and Zachary will be 24. Yep. Okay. So, so, I mean, I just wanted to give that context because your boys are in their twenties, one in their thirties, mm -hmm. and they still took the time to not just happy birthday, dad, but I saw the card and, and I, I, I'm teared up right now, just mm -hmm. talking about it yeah. because I saw it. The fact that they took the time to do that. My sons do the same thing. And I've saved all those cards and it always brings me to tears. And I think, so Dean and I go, go kind of way back. I, I coached Dean for a while. So we have a deep connection. I think that was one mm -hmm. of the reasons why we connected so much is, is being a dad Agreed. of sons being strong, but being vulnerable. And mm -hmm. it's such fuel when you can see the growth in them, see how much it, it truly does mean to them. And, and many mm -hmm. times we don't see that as, as dad. So, you know, obviously your boys are a little bit older than mine, mine 14 and 12. What was that evolution like as, you know, the, the first was born and, and how did you really, you know, because I, I know a lot of dads struggle with connecting sometimes with their kids and knowing the right path to be on. And there's so many kryptonites out there that can, you know, throw men off the, the track from, from drinking, from gambling, from porn, from all these things. So I'd love just a little backstory of how you kind of leaned into it. You felt it. And, and this was a priority that you were going to hold true to who you were from a value perspective in the early days. Well, it's been an, <clears throat> it's been an evolution. I mean, um, you know, when Michael was born, uh, we were just married and decided to go on active duty. Um, so the first few years, I didn't get to spend a, a lot of time with him okay. uh, or Maria for that matter. Uh, but afterwards, I saw that we, um, I had an opportunity. Uh, however, my, my dad became sick and, uh, and thankfully, I wasn't too dumb back then. I won't give my age, but thankfully I wasn't, I was smart enough to realize, hey, it's time to go home and help and, and, mm -hmm. uh see what we can do. And, and what I got to observe there was Michael got to spend uh, time with my dad uh, while he was recovering. Mm -hmm. And, and that impacted me because Michael talked about that a lot mm. and just, you know, how he enjoyed going to have ice cream with grandpa and, and uh, 
going on walks with him. And, um, and so, you know, the, the relationships evolved through the years. Um, you know, I will say, um, I learned to pick my battles. Uh, maybe not, maybe I did pick a wrong one or two, but Jonathan, uh, wanted to grow long hair. Well, as you can tell, I don't have much hair and I make that choice, uh, every two weeks. And, uh, and I start, I, I was battling with him and, yeah. and, and Maria's like, do you really think in the scheme of things that matters? Hmm. And, and so it's having that, you know, you know, partner by your side that can say, okay, does it really make sense for you to battle over hair? And I thought, hmm, that's pretty thought provoking. And so I literally said, you know what? You want to grow your hair? Grow your hair. Uh, and uh, and the funny thing is, is when I backed off, he kept it short. Okay. And and so and so through that evolution, you know, and through the years, um, you know, I, I'll admit I probably haven't been the greatest, always the greatest dad. Um, but what I've learned is that your relationship changes mm -hmm. as they grow older. Um, you know, we had a great time uh, with Jonathan. Um, he decided to move back uh, uh, to Issaquah in, in um, late December. Uh, and so we had the opportunity to move him back and, and having him home. It, it's, you know, the conversations are different. And of course they've been different since he's been out of school, but it's, it's great to see how they're maturing mm -hmm. and, and Zachary the same way. Um, it's funny cause you know, they're not morning people. So I know to keep my mouth shut in the morning, maybe a right. question or two. Right. But, but, um, so Zachary and Jonathan are not morning people at all. It's just kind of like their mom. And, uh, and Michael has been in the military for the last, he's been in the army for the last oh, 10 plus years. Okay. So, you know, it's nothing for dad to pick up the phone if, if I want to chat with him and call him early in the morning and he's okay with it. Um, and so, you know, it, it's just the evolution. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, last night we picked up some takeout and we sat down, we were waiting for it. And I looked over to dad and his son and I thought to myself, would I do what he's doing? Uh, the son was probably 11, 12 years old, and the dad was on his phone. Mm -hmm. And there was really no conversation going on, really no interaction. And I said to Maria, I said, that's pretty sad mm. because you, it, what I've learned too is time, right? We yep. never get that time back. Uh and so, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, time is money. Right. And, and I'm like, you know, probably, I don't know how long ago, but then I thought to myself, wait a minute, time is far more precious than money. Time is far yeah. more precious than, than anything, because, you know, even as the minute just ticked by, we'll never get that back. Right. And, uh, and so I cherish and, and enjoy the moments I have with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't always get along. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, as, as you know, we don't always, um, uh, get along and, and that, and that's okay. 
yep. just, you know, at, at the end of the day, there's that love and then there's that, uh, respect. Um, and so that, that, that's a long winded answer for you. No, I, I appreciate that backstory and I'll, I'll call a couple of things out that I heard is one, when your dad was sick, you know, Michael spending the time with him and it was, it just struck a chord in me where we were actually in between houses hmm. and we had a summer, my wife's a teacher where the boys and Heather were off, but we didn't have a place to stay. And we actually stayed with my dad and mom and my boys were younger. My mom passed away a couple of years after that. And we always go back to, yes, it was difficult having mm-hmm. six people in a house, but what a gift my boys were given to be able to spend a whole summer with pop and grandma mm-hmm. and be able to have those memories because otherwise we would have messed out on a lot of time. So very, very similar stories. And then the other piece I want to dive into a little bit more, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this is I just heard, you know, that story of the guy you saw with his son take out and they're on their phones and, and I catch myself doing this mm-hmm. and I, I put it away, but dads are missing moments. Parents are missing moments with their kids and we're so attached to this digital addiction. So is there any thing that you do to be more present, to be more aware of, Hey, this is this time, this second, this minute, I'll never get back. Would I really want to be on my phone or would I want to be interacting with my kids or my wife? So is there anything that you do to kind of just constantly remind yourself? Yeah. So I, you know, on the phone, I set it to automatically do not disturb in the evenings. Um, and you know, the phones, um, are not, you know, Marie and I will check each other at every now and then. Uh, but you know, using the technology on the phone to set, do not disturb, I think is key. Um, as you know, uh, I'll put my phones in another room. Mm. So there's no, no, you know, that, uh, that addiction to go grab that phone and just see what's going on. Yep. Um, so I, you know, from that perspective, um, you know, we have a rule that if we're going to sit down for a family dinner, no phones. Yep. And if, if I see a phone come out, it's mine. And, and the boys are like, that's so ancient. Uh, but they kind of joke and laugh, but you know, it's just one of the things where if we're going to sit down and have dinner as a family, then let's be a family. So, yep. So, so true. And I, I think that's powerful to put it in the other room, right? Because you're, you're putting, you know, if, if somebody's listening, watching the podcast, put in a little bit of resistance in where you have to physically maybe get up and go to the other room, mm-hmm. you're less likely to do it than if it's right by your side. It's so, you, you want to put some difficulty, some resistance into that process to break that bad habit and, yep. and be more present. And we do the same thing at the dinner table. No phones you're present. We're talking about our day. We're interacting because we only get so many opportunities to do that as a family, as our kids are growing up. So truly, truly love those, uh, those pieces and, and that wisdom. So family hidden edge. I, mm-hmm. I know how deep rooted it is, how emotional it is for you. I can, I can feel it coming through business wise, shared some highlights of, of what you have been doing from a business mm-hmm. perspective. And I said, it's kind of like you find blind spots of, of companies that you, you work with and consult with. So I'd love to hear kind of how you develop that and then a couple of success stories for the audience. 
Yeah. So really it's, it, it finding those blind spots is what, you know, what you do is you ask questions and you probe and you, I mean, yeah, there's data that you can pull out from the, from a company uh, for the most part, depending on what stage they're in. Uh, but at the end of the day, you start looking at the information that they share with you and, and you start asking questions and, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, onboarding a new client today. And last week, we really, uh, I could tell, I'm, I'm pretty observant with my background, having been in law enforcement in the military and observing people for, uh, for a long time, Yep, that there were some things that I was saying that yeah, I could see in the facial expressions that was, you know, so I, I, did, I took a step back and I said, all right, I'm seeing some things mm. that I want to make sure I understand how you're receiving them. And, and so we literally went from talking about the business to talking about some life, some personal life experiences, okay. which got us to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things that I was called out on was, is, well, you might be too optimistic for me. Okay. And I said, really? Tell me more. And uh, so, so as, as, as they were saying, you know, what they thought and what they were experiencing, I said, well, you know, I normally don't share how I got to this point. However, mm-hmm. and I said, I don't have enough time to go deep on this topic, but I can guarantee you that, you know, I used to be a very angry person. Okay. And I explained a little bit of how I evolved and, uh, and I said, you know, I, I like to say I'm a pragmatic optimist, okay. uh, because there's days things will go wrong. Right. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, but you know, Jocko Wilnick's book, like we had talked about a lot of times, I say good. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say good, it deflates what that is. Right. And, uh, and you, and you work the problem. And so, so going, uh, deep, uh, and understanding, you know, what's happening, what's impacting, uh, my clients, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, just learning so much about their business. Uh, I've had a very diverse set of businesses that I've worked with and continue to work with. Um, but a lot of times business owners will say, you know, I have XYZ problem. And I'll give you an example. Uh, a client of mine had had cash flow issues. Okay. And and I said, you know, so what's driving that? He goes, I don't know. Um, I said, well, what? Tell me a little bit more about, you know, it was a. Uh, two and a half, $3 million company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, so what helped me understand? And I hadn't looked at any of the financials at this point. I said, help me understand what metrics and key performance indicators you look at on a weekly basis. None. I'm like, what? I said, help me understand that. Help me understand why you don't look at them. Okay. And really <laughs> what it was is, is, they didn't care for that piece of the business. What they right. enjoyed was the business development, interacting with potential clients and clients that they onboarded. And so I said, okay, I said, so let's build a rhythm or a process 
that helps you to go do that. And we'll find a way that you can get fed the metrics and under help you understand where the business is at. And so through that process, I said, okay, so help me understand where your accounts receivable is. And I was blown away at the number. And I said, well, how old is this? And uh, it was 850K plus. Wow. Um, and keep in mind, two and a half, three million dollar company. That's, that's that's a huge that's number. Huge. Yep. And and I said, that's your money. How old is it? And there were some that was aging out to 12, 18 months. And I mm-hmm. said, well, that money more than likely, historically, you're not going to see. Right. Um, and so I said, you know, what is one thing you could do? Right. And when you leave here, what is one thing you could do to go get some of that money? And he's like, well, you know, this company that I worked with, oh, you know, they said they were going to send a check and they haven't sent it yet. I said, how about this? I said, would you like me to call them and say I'm coming to pick up the check or would you like to call them? And he's like, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll call him. He called him right there. He said, hey, I'll be... I think they were 30 minutes away. He was on his way home. He goes, I'm going to stop by and pick up that check. I think it was around 30 K and they had it waiting for him. Wow. And, and so through the process, we were able to go recoup about 850 K of it. We implemented a cash flow control program for him. One that he didn't have to manage. If he had to manage that process, he would not have done it. And so uh, it, you know, so it's things like that. It's really just understanding, uh, and, and one question I love, absolutely love that I learned early on in my career. Uh, you know, I had some speed bumps in my career. Uh, but one of the questions I use is, can you help me understand mm. why that is? And when you ask that question, it literally creates, um, freedom and it, it can deflate what what could be a you know a stressful situation for them but when right. you ask it in that manner it helps them understand that okay he truly wants to understand what's going on he wants to know um you know and and i feel good about being able to respond in in that manner and so uh, i even use that with my with my with maria and the boys <laughs> and and brio look at me funny like Okay. I'm not, I'm not one of your clients. I'm like, I know, but it works so well. And, uh, so that's, you know, from a client perspective, it's really understanding them. Okay. Um, and their business. And, um, and when you truly understand the person or, you know, if there's, uh, if it's a family owned business and it's, uh, if two people own it, Mm -hmm. um, it's really understanding who they are and, and you don't, so I, you don't develop that right out of the gate, but, right. um, you can, uh, there's a quote and I'm, I'm probably going to massacre this quote, but it's really, it talks about people don't care about what you do until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know I massacred, massacred that quote. I'm going to go get it right after this recording and, and get it. But, but they truly don't, you know, the business is one thing, but if you don't care yeah. about who they are, 
they're not going to work with you very long. Yep. And, and so, you know, last week with that breakthrough with this, with this client that I'm onboarding today, mm-hmm. um, you know, it helped me understand them much, much deeper. And, uh, and you don't, I don't typically have that right out of the gate, but I could, you know, it's funny how you can watch people's facial expressions yes, and, and pick up on things and just go, Oh, wait, maybe I need to, you know, maybe I need to get a checkup from the neck up as, uh, Zig Ziglar used to say. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, I, I, a couple things, just one great kind of loop back to the family and mm-hmm. how, this can happen in business, career, family, relationships with friends. Yep. But when you read body language and you see, and so much of what our communication is expressed non-verbally, right? So you Mm -hmm. see something, don't shy away from asking a clarifying question or can you help me understand? Mm -hmm. Because then to your point, that client, a family member, they're going to understand that you are absolutely hearing what they're saying and that you care. So I just, I I thought that was a great piece of value there that people can apply in any area Mm -hmm. of life. And it's so powerful, our language, right? Rather than if it's a, if it's a stressful conversation with a family member or in the business, in a business relationship, diffusing it by, can you help me understand is such a powerful way. So I, I love that that question. I'm going to use that moving forward. If you if you don't mind, I'll, I'll borrow it uh, moving forward. But Dean, I've loved the conversation. Family, finding those blind spots. If people want to look you up, where can they find you? It's pretty simple. DeanVanDyke.com. So when you see my name there, just scrunch it together, DeanVanDyke.com. Uh, you can set up a 60 minute complimentary coaching session. We'll tackle a problem that you're currently experiencing and work out a plan for you to help, you know, reduce it or eliminate it. Love it. Dean, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Go create a legendary day. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing day. Rise, fight, love, repeat, get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.